Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for this special edition podcast on COVID-19. My name is Lee Vasilega, and I am the director of the Section of Clinical Specialists and Scientists here at ASHP. I'll be your host for today's special edition podcast. I have the pleasure today of chatting with Raphael Roman, Training Coordinator of Technical Operations at Memorial Sloan Kettering Center, and Chatty Abbas, a pharmacy technician, recruiter, and trainer at Michigan Medicine. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. Thank you, So, Raphael, why don't you kick us off? Can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your training, um, and a little bit about what you do at your institution? Not a problem. Um, so like you said, my name is Raphael Roman. I'm the training coordinator of technical operations for Memorial Sun Kettering Cancer Center. Um, and I come with many years of extensive background. So I've been here at Memorial Sun Kettering for over eight years in my current role. Um, as training coordinator, I am in charge of training, onboarding all new recruits for the institution for all of our locations. That's both in Manhattan and outside of Manhattan. Previous to this role, I actually worked as a floater technician for New York Presbyterian Cornell for about five years. And then I'm still paying my therapist bills for my five years of working retail. <laughs> um, all pharmacists are also dealing with as well and pharmacy technicians across the board. Um, but I love, I'm extremely love, loving what I do. I'm very passionate of the pharmacy technician profession. Hence my role as uh, step, as previous director at large for the pharmacy technician executive committee for 2019 and 2020. Awesome. Chatty, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, your institution and your training? I am the pharmacy technician trainer and recruiter. So um, before pandemic, I used to uh, help with recruiting a new pharmacy technician and then coordinate all the activities for the onboarding orientation for both pharmacists and technicians. And, you know, before that, I used to have all that set. So um, I scheduled them and sent the welcome email when they, once they're ready to start. Uh, with all detailed information about the, how their first couple weeks will be with our uh, with our uh, organization. Now, when all the pandemic started, we a lot of things changed as far as the institutions. So, uh, for example, the orientation changed from in person to be remotely uh, online. Everything was online, and also like. Some of the stuff were added to my responsibility, like getting their ID badge, getting their health assessment done, all that stuff. They needed help with all that because basically they are not seeing anybody. I am the only one they are seeing. So uh, I had to change everything from in-person to online using, first we used Skype and then we started using Zoom. So we had to change all these meetings from in-person to, you know, online. And also we, um, I had to, you know, make sure that everybody is, know that there is like a consensus they have to sign uh, because they're going to be working remotely basically for the first week. Now, now when they, when it comes to training, they, um, I want to I wanted to make sure that when, when I train someone, or a group of people, I have enough space because we have to keep the uh, social distancing, mm-hmm. um, wearing masks during that, all these things. I had to think and create, be more creative and be able to do the job 
with all these conditions. So it was, it was, it been very uh, interesting experience. For sure. It sounds like it's been a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a lot of work, yeah. Raphael, what about you? So the beauty about me and Chadi is the fact that we're kindred spirits because our roles are very similar, just on two different parts of the country. Um, so for me, as a training coordinator, uh, prior to COVID, my role as training coordinator was onboarding, just like Chadi, um, new pharmacists and new pharmacy technicians um, and doing various different lectures. Our training program here at Memorial Stone Kettering is very intense. So it turned into like a seven-day on-site in our training center just on-site doing a lot of lectures, a lot of hands-on type protocols, procedures such as like aseptic testing, mm-hmm. um, joint commission, all those fun topics. Um, in pharmacy, I try to jazz it up as much as I can. But uh, that was all pre-COVID. Post-COVID, we're functioning in a different world, to be honest. During the time of COVID, my boss, um, Dr. Vivian Park, who's brilliant in her own mind, she foresaw all this coming. And basically what she did was we transitioned everything to online, very similar to what Chadi did. We tried to do some things online, some things in person, because there's some things you just can't teach over Zoom or Skype or whatever, um, literally aseptic had to be done in person. So we had to do that, change the format of that. But then of course, things started slowing down for our institution. We were placed, um, we saw the slowing of new onboarding coming through. And with that, my boss was like, okay, everybody, you are to be tucked away at home, work from home for now, because you're going to probably get called in when we start hitting the wave. Because that was the big hot buzz word sure. during COVID was the wave. We were waiting for the wave. Um, And in that time, my boss was like, okay, listen, we're getting to that peak. I need you all to start staffing. So from from the time of when that kind of transpired, which was about April, I want to say, we've been just staffing, plugging up holes in our main inpatient areas and other areas that need assistance. One of the things that we were noticing was the fact of, you know, unfortunately, if you were tested positive with COVID, that's two weeks out right off the bat. Sure. needed to be there on the front lines. We, um, Both myself and the rest of my training coordinators and the training leads that I work with, we were all dispatched to our inpatient side We were all or, and doing various different roles. So I was in the trenches. And now post, uh, no, I wouldn't even say post-COVID because that's not true. With that's surge. A, <laughs> um, yeah, the surge, right, exactly. Now it's very different because we do, um, we are still seeing few cases here or there in the state of New York. At my institution, thankfully, we have we don't have any active COVID patients, knock on wood, but we're still preparing for the worst. And in doing such, we want to make sure that everybody is able to do all the roles that we possibly can. Um, so on top of being at the training education center, because our pre-GY2 residents came in, so we just finished having our first training class post-COVID, which was a very interesting world to be working in as training in, in the training field, seeing having to have our desks six feet apart from everybody, making sure everything is all having Purell on every single terminal, <laughs> comparably to what it was before. Sure. Wipes and hydrogen peroxide wipes on every single terminal. Um, my administrator was not too happy about that, but he'll have to live with it. But it, it, this is the world that we're living in. This is the reality that we're living in. We have to treat everything like there is, like like everyone has COVID, so to speak. And so the world is kind of different for us during this pseudo surge area um, that we have now. So it, it's been an adventure, to say the least. 
I bet. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you mentioned that you had to go into the trenches and you had to adapt from being at home to coming in. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about some of your lessons learned from having to deal with the surge in New York? Lessons learned. I mean, I think a lot of the things that um, some of the lessons I learned personally was the fact of knowing a lot of the roles that are happening around me. I think it's interesting because in the world of pharmacy, we think of just ourselves as a whole. And you have to start thinking of when during COVID, it's not just pharmacy you're worried about doctors, PAs, MPs, uh, patient care technicians, all these other different people that are also feeling the effects of COVID. And we have to step in as best as we can. And working as a team together for on behalf of our patients is extremely essential. Um, so I think with me, one of the things I learned was over-communication, was over-communicating to the nurses, really explaining to them like, hey, listen, I'm a resource for you. What do you need? What can I get you? What can the pharmacy can provide to you during that time? Which is like something that uh, it's almost like a customer service type of still going sure. back to that retail type of setting. And a lot of inpatient nurses are just like, did you just ask me if I needed help with something? Well, could you get me this, 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 and this? Not a problem. Be back in 15, 20 minutes. Go back to the pharmacy satellite, get it all together. Have my pharmacy check it, run it up to the floor. Here, it's in the bin. Do you need anything else? That was definitely one lesson. Another lesson, I think, during this time, and this I could speak probably for a great majority of the pharmacy technician staff that work from home, was working from home. As pharmacy technicians, we're not conditioned to work from home. Right. We are used to being on the front lines. We're used to being in the trenches. We're used to being hands-on. We're not used to working from home and processing emails or going into the system and doing certain things. It's not ingrained in our practice in terms of being on the clinical side of things. Yes, there are practices out there where pharmacy technicians can work from home. There, that is a reality for some places. But institu medical institutions such as our, our, our institutions, it's not very common. So it, there was nothing to really prepare myself from like sitting at my desk in my bedroom for over 7.5 hours and then realizing what do I do because I've been stuck in this room all day <laughs> and trying to keep sane at the same time, but was very, 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 very odd. It was a very unsettling feeling. So I learned at being at home, how exactly to be resilient within this space. Like, sure. okay, I have to work in my living room today. I cannot work in my bedroom because I'm going to be sleeping in my bedroom for quite some time. And that's going to drive me crazy. If I feel like I'm in my, my bedroom turns into a cell. Right. So I, I had to like learn how to like work in the confines of working from home. It's not an easy thing. Um, <laughs> my boss was like super great about like doing daily check-ins with us. So that way we didn't feel like we were insane. So we were like get on calls every single, at the end of every day, like, Hey, what were you guys working on? What were the projects you were working on? Who were you communicating with? So that way it didn't make us feel so stir crazy or cabin fever, so to speak. So I, I think that was definitely a lesson that I, I learned throughout the process. Shady, what about you? Um, I, very similar to uh, Raphael, um, honestly, you know, being a pharmacy technician and staying home is just weird, you know, <laughs> uh, for not only for me and for my family, you know, all of a sudden I, I just asked my boss, I'm like, do I need to stay and work from home? And he said, yeah, you can do your work from home, just stay home. And I, you have to sign this, and I did. And I felt like, okay, that's interesting, you know. And then I had to teach myself, you know, okay, I used to wake up at this time. I need to wake up at this time. 
Okay, I need to go and try to stay away because my, you know, I have three kids and they are, they were staying home too. So I wake up early and I start working. And then when they wake up, I change the room and the kids are around like, guys, understand I'm working. I'm not home. I'm not on vacation or anything. I am working. And this, I was thinking, you know, it's going to be, it will last two or three weeks, but here we are. This is the third month. I still go, you know, every once in a while when I'm needed, um, I go to the hospital, but uh, most of my work is at home. So learning to be just to be by yourself and adjust your time. Okay, this is what time you start. You take a break, you take your lunch, and then this is when you end. Uh, sometimes try to take, to make a decision, you know. When you are in the office, your boss is there. There's so many people around you to ask. Here you are, you know, at home. Uh, you Sometimes you can email somebody for a question, but this person might not answer you right away. So you need to make a decision. So just make a decision on a spot. You need to listen to take, you know, actions without anybody around you to ask if you have any questions. Definitely communication was uh, been one of the, you know, very important for our, um, for everybody, honestly, you know, whether you communicate through, you know, Zoom meetings, Skype, phone, uh, text message, this and that, you know, I have, I even my, you know, I I forward my pager to my cell phone. I'm like, I don't need my pager on me. I will just text me, you know. I start yeah. giving away my phone number. Guys, you know, if you need me, text me, you know. And I told him, like, if you need me, I I live very close. I can, you know, get in my car. I'm I'm ready. I, I'm addressed. I can get in my car and come over if I need it. Our institution did have some COVID-19 patients. But our numbers are pretty down now. The you know the curve is kind of going down, and hopefully, you know, we are gonna find a solution sometime for this very soon. Sure. Uh, but you know, you know, to learn how to communicate, you know, all these things were um, very great lessons. Now, you know, if God forbid something happened in the future. We have a plan. We know what to do. And um, it's it been a journey. Yeah. So I like that you mentioned that um, you have a plan for the future and going forward. Um, how have you prepared uh, your staff, because you guys are both trainers, um, for the new normal? And what's that going to look like at your institutions? Definitely for our new staff, um, you know, we what, what we did was or my team, okay, um, what we did is we sent a very detailed email, welcome email for them, including everything, everything they need to know, everything they need to do before they start and when they start. You know, they need to understand, you know, from parking, where to park, when you're, if you're going to ride a bus from the parking to the hospital, keep distance, you're going to be asked some health screen question at the door. Um, you know, what doors you can use because the, we have we have so many doors, uh, entrance for the hospital. Sure. We shut down over 60, 70% of those. So 
where the like every single detail how to do i9 when you get in they're going to ask a screen question you're going to get the mask you need to put this mask you cannot take this mask off unless you're going to be going to eat when you when you are in a cafeteria make sure you have a distance every single thing that we we want our staff to know our new staff to know we put we told them that you're going to do you're going to be working remotely for the first week we're going to have a zoom meeting here's our emails our numbers if you need any questions uh, i even i even personally i even talk to people on the phone uh, because i seem like they have um so many questions back and forth so i said you know what i'm i'm going to call this person so i called them and i stay on the phone with them some time and to make sure that they understand everything because it's 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 tough it's tough they're going to come to this big huge institution but guess what this institution is em- pretty empty so we want to make sure that it's very different time for anybody to start uh, a new job so we wanted to make sure that we are with them supporting them for anything they they need and, or they will need Rafael, what about you so for our department, it's kind of like a two-pronged attack. Um, for the way that we're going about this is we're still going to continue we're moving a lot of our content. A lot of our lessons are all still going to be via Zoom. Obviously, there's going to be some things that are going to have to be in person. So we're still going to maintain that, but still maintain social distance like that. But one of the things that we are constantly and we're trying to be as prepared for as humanly possible is the fact of making sure that all aspects of our pharmacy department are cross-trained. Um, one of the things that during COVID that we, we learned very quickly, too, was the fact that we the, the necessity of being cross-trained. So my boss has instituted the fact of uh, 1.4 for our, well, excuse me, for my department, um, like a staffing component was built in. So I had to do 23% of my time was spent staffing on whatever various locations or various different sites. Due to COVID, we are now increased that, that staffing requirement to close to at least 60% in order to prepare for any type of potential second wave. Um, so going forward, that's one of the ways that we're doing this is just still continuing to do that sort of the pseudo distance learning, um, being hybrid between being in person and also being via Zoom or whatever our platform that we decide to use. And then on top of that, maintaining our skills in terms of staffing. So that way, if there is, and that's a big if, um, if there is a second wave, we're able to provide the support um, to all necessary divisions of our pharmacy department. Well, one of the things I ask all of the guests on these podcasts is, um, as we know, it's very important to make sure that you wash your hands for key 20 seconds to make sure that we aren't spreading COVID-19. And the best way to do that is to sing a song in your head. So I'm curious to know, uh, Raphael, why don't you tell us first, what song do you sing in your head to get to that key 20 seconds? So when I saw, when when this question was asked to me, I was like, I had to really think about it and I realized... (laughs) It, it, it literally just speaks to my soul in certain aspects. Um, so being a New York, I'm a New Yorker, born and bred, and I am very much a Broadway baby. Um, so one of the things I sing while uh, doing my hand hygiene um, is very much, um, so one of my favorite musicals is In the Heights by Lemuel Miranda. Um, and one of the songs that always inspired me was Breathe. 
So I sing that, at least the first chorus, while I'm doing my hands. And once I reach the chorus, I'm like, okay, I can sing the rest of it while I'm drying off my hands. <laughs> Chani, what about you? This is a funny. I had to think about it for a second because I, I have so many songs. But one of my favorite is a song that I, I usually uh, sing to my little daughter. And I think, I don't know if you know it, it's the two little monkey jumping in the bed. Oh yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one, this one of the songs that my little daughter loved, and uh, you know, I uh, I always like um, when she starts jumping, I sing it for her because she looked like a little monkey. So, <laughs> and uh, I, it's always in my brain. So I use it a lot when I wash my hands. Good, good. Just one last thing before we go, we just wanted, I wanted to give a brief shout out to Dr. Tiffany Wingfield of ASHP. She's a huge advocate for a pharmacy technician, the pharmacy technician profession. When we're not in the room, she's the one that's advocating for us and making opportunities for us come, come to light. So we really want to, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank her. So thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much, Tiffany. And thank you, Vicky, for. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, that's all the time we have today. I want to thank Raphael and Chatty for joining us to discuss COVID-19 and help ACHP's efforts to provide pharmacists with the most up-to-date lessons learned and resources. Be sure to subscribe to ACH's podcast as we'll be posting more lessons learned, practice, and therapeutic management of COVID-19. Before we go, I want to share some of these resources that we have for our pharmacy leaders, clinicians, and technicians. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out ACHP's COVID-19 Resource Center found at ashp.org. It serves as a clearinghouse for all of our resources for all of these items. ASHP has developed policy recommendations for policymakers. Ask your legislator to support ASHP's COVID-19 recommendations by sending an email using the online advocacy center at advocate.ashp.org. Be kind to your mind. Headspace is now the exclusive meditation and mindfulness app for ASHP members. With Headspace, you can learn the life-changing skills of meditation and mindfulness in just a few minutes a day. Studies show that meditation helps reduce stress and burnout in health professionals while boosting happiness, compassion, resilience, and overall life satisfaction. Search Headspace at ashp.org to find out how you can download this to your personal device. I'm Vicki Basiliga, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.